Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And welcome to Sports 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 Podcast. I am Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmaville. And joining us, as always, Phil Ranta, the Sports Outsider. <laughs> no need right. for a dramatic no pause. I don't know anything about sports. That's why they call me the Sports Outsider. I could outsider. have been choking, guys. That might not have been a dramatic pause. You didn't turn blue, Joel. Well, not that quickly, obviously. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Say, Phil, yeah. around this time of year, People often fill out March Madness brackets. Have you found yourself swept up into the madness? I filled out a bracket or two. Yeah? Yeah. Who uh, do you have winning it all? Michigan. Really? Okay. I had Michigan really? winning it. In all yeah. your brackets. I went to Michigan. No, I understand. We, we went there, too. I just... Yep. It, it's a bizar- so I chose them to win. All right. That's a bold choice. Why not? That's, it's, that's it's a healthy attitude to have. Come on. It's the 90s? <laughs> it's the 90s. Yeah. A phrase that Phil has never stopped using. No, come on, it's the '90s. <laughs> That's you know, we, as we were talking about when you you know you're you're making out with a girl and maybe she's throwing up the stop sign for you and you yep. say, "Baby, baby, it's the '90s." Right, exactly. Get with the program. Get with the program. I don't know what that means. Do you have to say though? You know what? You know what? March Madness is really known for more than anything else, Phil. Uh, pizza delivery. No, mm, good guess. Oh, yeah. Good yeah, guess. Okay, I was good, close. Good guess. Uh, Play but, I mean, Phil should know, it's one of his favorite things. Oh, buzzer beaters. Buzzer it's beaters. It's a buzzer beater time. Yes. That's true. That's so tons, you guys, if you guys can just tape all the, the buzzer beaters onto one VHS tape and then send it to me, I don't have to watch any games. Tell you what, it's called One Shining Moment. It's a video they play every year. <laughs> And that includes pretty much all of the buzzer beaters. Which is really? a really crappy song. I have Throughout never history. understood. Yeah. I think it's because when like whoever like CBS first got the rights in like the eighties, they played it. And so despite being a terrible song. <laughs> and I also think there's a bunch of people who, who are not us who have a nostalgia for the song. Yeah. Now. Well, not me. I've never liked it. I'm just going to mute it and watch the buzzer beater. Well, I can't mute it because I need to hear the buzzer. Yeah. How else, how else would you know if it's being beaten? That's true. <laughs> yeah. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Montos, feel the rush in your mouth. Tim Tebow Act awaits vote in Alabama legislature. Ooh. Subheadline. Uh, is the Tim Tebow Act that they're all not passing very well for that week? No. That's their act? Nope. Because, okay. Nope. Subheadline, seven years after completing his college career, Tebow still haunts Alabama. It's one of the only things he's ever completed. Wow. Joel is on fire today. Wow. Hold on. If, oh, if, we, man. if Joel busted any of your guts at home, you can sue him. You can sue him for that. The piece of legislation is entitled HB 503 and is often referred to as the Tim Tebow Act, not to be confused with Tim Tebow's Act which is to pretend to be a good Christian boy while running a panda mill. <gasps> I believe it. Uh, laws similar to this Tim Tebow Act have been passed in 29 other states, and basically it allows homeschooled students to participate in their would-be high school's athletic programs. Interesting. Mm. So Tim Tebow let his so wait, high school— You can be like the star high school quarterback and not even have to go to school? 
I yeah. feel like that's unfair. You shouldn't get laid that much with you don't have to put in the requisite hours <laughs> in class. Well, Tim Tebow led his high school to a state championship his sen- th- senior year while being homeschooled and taking an inordinate amount of theology electives. Yeah, I believe This it. is also <laughs> this is a gaping loophole. I imagine there's a lot of families down south that are saying, hey, the amount of passer training that we can get done over the course of the day if our child is quote-unquote homeschooled well, see, that's the thing is many educators are speaking out against the bill because teachers hate students having fun. Yeah. No, no, no. My no. back, teach. No, they believe homeschooled athletes could have an advantage. They say they certainly that there certainly will be a different standard for students who are not here in the daily grind every day. Mm-hmm. Students are in class with their nose to the grindstone with very rigorous academic standards from 815 to 327 every day. In in a few places with higher and more rigorous academic standards than Alabama. I was gonna say, they, yeah, that's only what <laughs> five and a half hours. Uh, and then you, you know, forty five minute lunch. That's nothing. T- Tebow Bill uh, supporters have have pointed out that this is Alabama. So when did very rigorous academic <laughs> standards have anything to do with athletics? Yeah. Uh, they also say that homeschool families pay taxes that fund the schools, like all other taxpayers, and their children have rights to equal access of athletic opportunities and. The hidden curriculum. Ooh, is it like the, the hidden, hidden menu? Curriculum? Well, that's often an argument against homeschools, as they say those students miss out in the hidden curriculum, which is like the social aspect of school. Oh, right. so it's not like an animal style curriculum. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, this brings up an even more important topic. Uh, what's a worse education? A mom who is teaching creationism as fact and eschewing science, or the entirety of Alabama public schools? I think it's the same. Don't it, you just go to school? It's just your mom up there talking about creation. Yeah, it it depends on the mom. I mean, if she's really good at math, it's a <laughs> you're trick not doing question. so well on the science end, but you might still be. You might no, still, yeah. No, it's a trick question. Rampant diabetes as a public health problem <laughs> is ah. worse. That's what's worse. Oh, okay, I was, it was really freaky in Jumanji when the rampant diabetes <laughs> came out. That's pretty <laughs> freaky. Tim Tebow update watch update. Tim Tebow update watch update brought to you by Mantos. Feel the rush in your mouth. What we got on the show? Uh, well, very exciting. Uh, we have an interview with uh, with. We, we uh, usually do. Yeah, we we almost always do. Uh, his name is um, uh, Noel uh, uh, Worthington. No, Noel Worthington. Noel Worthington. I had, to, I had to scary. grab the paper. Well, no, he's uh, he's uh, he just came out. He's an openly gay player in the. Oh, Premier forgive League. what I said. I didn't mean to say that. Then I didn't mean scary. <laughs> oh yeah, if you think he's scary, that would make nope. you never mind a homophobe. I'm Phil. not. I'm not. In terms I'm... of the literal etymological etym 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 Moving on. Yeah. Either way, hey Phil, we got a weird sportsman. You're goddamn right, we do. I have some... and we don't mean Noel. He's yeah. not a weird sportsman just because he's gay. We'll no. see after the interview. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll have a verifiable true facts. Ooh, I oh, love March Madness. Verifiable true facts. Yeah. And news, news, yeah, news. Yeah, news, news, news. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Oscar Pistorius sells his house. What? With all the memories. But somebody died there. <laughs> oh, and he's going to have to tell people about that. Yeah. Hope you, like, hope you oh, like. Oh, you're that <laughs> runner without legs. Oh, that one. Oh, okay. I don't know if I want the house now. 
Hope you like handicapped accessible amenities, new homeowner. <laughs> like handicapped accessible guns. Yeah. Oh, oh, Oscar Pistorius, the apartheid apparatus, is selling the house where he killed Riva Steinkamp to raise money for his legal bills, which are staggering. Yeah. I believe it. Uh, this is an improvement on his initial plan to raise money, uh, which was a pancake breakfast. <laughs> his attorney, in a moment of lawyer humor, convinced him that people wouldn't have the appetite for it. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Pistorius has not returned to the upscale villa since the day he shot his girlfriend in the bathroom over a year ago and, quote, cannot contemplate ever returning to live there again, lawyer Brian Weber said, primarily because returning to the scene of the crime would make it clear to just about everyone that he was the murderer. Yeah. Right? And it's not a manslaughter at all. Yeah, Only a murderer. Away. You gotta stay away. Manslaughterers don't return to the scene of the crime. That's true, but manslaughterers is an awesome name for a really heavy metal band. Death metal and something? Man manslaughterer. Uh, okay. <laughs> Due to the... Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Manslaughterer. <laughs> Uh, so it's not just manslaughter, because no, that would be expected, but if you're a manslaughterer... That was it. I want to go to that concert. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so uh, his house is valued at uh, almost a half a million dollars. Ugh, if only. The house is being sold by the estate agency of his longtime track coach, Ampy Lou. Who first, who was the first person... I'm uh, sorry, Ampy Lou? Ampy, L-O-W-U-W, Ampy Lou? It, huh. Is this, it, was this like what he called him? Or was Did it a Ampy member Lou? of... This Ampy is South Lou? Africa, this is a different country, Joel. You're being a little xenophobic right now. <laughs> yeah, Joel. Ampy? Do you find the name scary? Because <laughs> then you're being scary. xenophobic. I find it funny. Uh, he, the Ampy Lou first convinced a teenage Pistorius that he had a talent for running. Wow. Well, it's like, hey, you there with no legs. Now, I'm going to guess you've never tried this. <laughs> but I think you would be outstanding at running. I'm going to start saying that to everybody, so eventually I'll be right. <laughs> to which they said, what a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, why don't you run, you legless Stop bastard? Stop mocking that man. <laughs> no, he's my hero. <laughs> Uh, the Olympic runner was charged with premeditated murder after fatally shooting Steinkemp through a toilet cubicle door in an upstairs bathroom in the pre-dawn hours of February 14th last year. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, some, he, people, some people just knock, you know. <laughs> hey, honey, you out of there? You done? <laughs> Do you need any help? Have you, have you, have you fell in? <laughs> Instead of, back, 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 back. <laughs> Science news. Woo! Wait, what? That doesn't fit with our format. This is a sports program. Tom Izzo is a healthy coach. Oh, I agree with that. Despite having the misfortune of being born without a neck, the 59-year-old <laughs> head coach of Michigan State has accomplished more than most people who have necks, including a national championship, multiple Final Four trips, and he's ran a couple of marathons. Wow. Pretty healthy dude. During a recent home game at Il uh, against Illinois, Izzo had his vital signs monitored as part of a Dateline ESPN sports science special. Mm. I missed that. Now, Izzo has said he never had any major health issues, but doctors say his stress, his high-stress job could make him more susceptible to health problems. Sure. His vital signs were monitored courtside throughout the game from a laptop with Duke University Medical Center stress expert whoa, whoa, Redford whoa. Williams. A doctor from basketball powerhouse Duke 
monitoring Tom Izzo's vital well, signs. Nobody at Michigan State this. would be smart enough to be able to run that machine. So okay, it's true though. You need a, someone from a smart school like Duke. It yeah. isn't a Dateline special at all. It's an insidious plot by Coach K to kill Tom <laughs> Izzo and have basketball supremacy all to himself. That uh, son of a bitch. Do you know where you are, Tom? Well, you're in my basketball dungeon. <laughs> Above the basket is a shot clock ticking down your life. <laughs> We're basketball dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> basketball dungeon. <laughs> Before the game, Izzo had a resting respiratory rate of 14 breaths per minute and a heart rate of 68 beats per minute. For a 59-year-old? Yeah, he's, he's ran good. a couple marathons. He's in good by shape. Dre. <laughs> no, it's uh, Soul by Ludacris. Ah. As the game was ready to start, Izzo's breathing rate rose to 36 breaths per minute, and his heart rate went up to 97 beats per minute. Man. Then, when Illinois scored the first basket of the game, Izzo's heart rate immediately spiked to 120. Whoa. <laughs> 120. He's down by two points. <laughs> It's the first basket of the game. He's a high-strung fella. Yeah, yeah. The, the this data is surprising <laughs> to no one who has watched Tom Izzo coach over the last you know, 12 years. Uh, so n just nine minutes into the game, Michigan State was down by 12 points. Izzo's heart rate stayed at 120 beats per minute, and his core body temperature approached 100 degrees. Whoa. <laughs> at their peak, Izzo's vitals showed his heart rate had spiked to 135, 135 beats per minute, and his body temperature was at 100 degrees. But as it became clear in the second half that the Illinois' lead was too much for Michigan State, sensors showed Izzo's heart rate and body temperature start to drop, almost as if his body was conceding defeat. <laughs> wow. Which sounds really fucking morbid. Yeah. His body decided it was time uh, to I die. Can I ask you one question? When yeah. they were hooked up and listening to Tom Izzo's heart, could they hear the angels? No. no. Did, they, they, did those come through? Not this okay. time. Not All this right. time. Uh, with uh, a minute 06 left and the game out of reach, Izzo's heart rate had dropped back down to the 90s. However, his post-game cocaine bump got it back up to 120, <laughs> and he fucking partied all fucking night. There We're we never go. gonna die. Yeah, YOLO. We're gonna live forever. Yeah. <laughs> Not if I have anything to say about it, Tom. I don't know. That's my coach K. That's your coach K. Yeah, that works. Uh, I don't know that is. Yeah, that's cool. When Izzo reviewed the results, which showed that even when he was sitting on the sideline, his heart rate was working at 70% of its max, he was surprised at how his body reacted. Is he just a big fatty? No, no, no. no. He's, he's in really good shape. He's, he's just he's really a short intense. guy. He's, oh, okay. Yeah. He's very animated. Stays on. He often wanders onto the court, which is usually where players go. Right. You yeah. don't do that. That's yeah. Well, the poor guy. <laughs> Stuffed into a suit with a body temperature of 100 degrees? Major League Soccer referees agree to new CBA and lockout. Wait. Hey, guys. Did you guys know Major League Soccer refs were locked out? No. Because <laughs> no. they totally were. Did we know huh. that Major League, they, they have a CBA? I assumed it was like you walked around the parking lot you know, 30 minutes prior to the game, like, who wants to make 50 bucks? And those are the people who officiated soccer games. Yeah, I've never do. Well, it, it was that way as recently as 2010. Oh. As recently as four years ago. That was, But they, since then. They got uppity. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Uh, the Professional Referee Organization, which manages game officials for the U.S. Soccer Federation and the MLS, announced an agreement. On Thursday, the lockout began on March 7th, a day ahead of MLS openers. 
And I'm sure that was reported somewhere. Had to be! You know, I missed that. Replacements had to be used for the first two weekends of MLS games, which resulted in uh, some some stuff, I guess. <laughs> they probably uh, said, wait, the, you oh. here's a yellow card, and they're like, it's supposed to be a red card. I remember, actually, there was that, that huge national outrage over the lack of quality officiating in MLS. Like, it was all over the news. Everybody was talking about that. Major- I mean, there was just rage, palpable. <laughs> I wasn't. Were those the people picketing in the streets that I remember? I think you're. Th- I think you might be thinking of the transit thing in, in Rio de Janeiro, oh, but right. I don't know. One of one of those things. Uh, major negotiating points were payment, compensation insurance in case of injury, good performance and valuations, travel standards. And whether the soul-crushing boredom of soccer necessitated hazard pay. <laughs> I get you. I'd like to see what their heart rate was at. Yeah. Bump. <laughs> Bump. Once the game started, the heart, the, it declined. The, <laughs> we noticed the heart visibly tapping out in Morse code. I'm bored. Oh, God. Please help me. <laughs> they went uh, through a hibernation phase for a little while. Yeah, quick question. The, uh, the benefits in case of injury, did that include fake injuries? Ooh, I did not read the language Always of the contract. I would, I would hope soccer, so. Yeah. Um, the two sides filed charges with the National Labor Relations Board, accusing the other side in engaging in unfair labor practices. Uh, when they called them, though, the phone tree said, if you are the NFL, press one. If you are another union, please leave your name and number at the tone and whatever. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so you can see it just was not a very, it was not a priority. Yeah. yeah. I love recorded messages that end with or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bye. <laughs> Joining us now in the studio is Premier League soccer player Noel Worthington. Ole, 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 ole. Oh, what's going on there, mates? How's it going? Yeah, that's right. You're here with the only openly gay player to ever grace the Premier Football League. Woo! Absolutely. You play for Chelsea? I play Chelsea, boy. (laughs) I'm a Chelsea boy. Yes. A lot of good gay stuff happened in Chelsea. That's so. Uh, a lot to, of good gay stuff. Glad to hear that. Yeah. Glad to know that you were out and that you were proud. And what's really more important though is that I have done this for me and all gay people. I'm like uh, Rosa Parks. Yeah, the well, first I mean, one to to say no. I'm not gonna go to the back of the bus back there. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit at the front of the bus. Okay, I, and, and I absolutely am, am with you. Breaking just, down I, barriers. I hate to, I hate to quibble though, but you're actually not the first openly gay premier player ever oh what's that no you're, you're not it was a just hang on, i'm looking it's uh a justin uh fashionu uh he came out in 1990 uh oh, and he was yeah he played for it was right prior oh. to his retirement i believe yeah and he actually committed suicide in retirement it was, oh. it was quite tragic uh yeah and there's well, been a couple of players who came out immediately after really retirement. a couple yeah oh. i mean to be honest the only reason why i played soccer is because i wanted to be the first openly gay professional player. That makes more sense than the reasons other yeah. people play soccer yeah. for. So, all right. Well, I'm well you know what? New lease on life. Yeah. Well, hey, no, you can still, you're still the only. Nope, I'm retired. Wait, what? Just you're... retired. But you were the only nope. openly gay. Nope. If it's already been done before, I don't want it. Oh. I'm out fighting for all my gay brothers. Oh, no. So you're a trailblazer. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be a trailblazer. What, what's your next move? You know what? Uh, this has been something that I've been wanting to do for a little while, so I'm glad that I get to do it. I'm going to be the first openly gay male diver. 
That's uh, right. I'm going to put on a Speedo and I'm going to do flips and I'm going to jump into a pool. And I'll be the first one to say I'm doing it for the gays. Just, uh, I mean, first of all, I'm, I'm a little surprised that you think you can you can transition to being a professional diver that quickly. Nah, it's all the same. I mean, you're an athletic looking guy. Yeah, but, you know, diving, Thank you. totally different skill set. You're coming on to me? Not, not ah, no, nope, but totally is. different skill set than soccer. Yeah. Also, you wouldn't be the first openly gay diver. That was, what's that? Yeah, there have been others. Well, I mean, Greg Lugane is obviously famously a diver. I don't think he was open during his career, but he trailblazed that to the point where there's any number of different. No, I see what you're saying. You're saying I should pick a straighter sport. Okay, maybe sport. maybe okay. that'd be a way to go. Because I know that football and basketball are already taken. Yep, Jason Collins yep. and and well, Michael Sam not Let's, technically in the NFL yet, but but bound to be. Yeah. So. All right. Well, then I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna go for a deeper cut. Okay. I am going to be the first openly gay ice dancer. That's right. I'm gonna oh. go dance on the ice and be the yes. first doing it for the gay people. No longer will straight people own ice dancing That's really couldn't have picked a worse couldn't one have picked actually a worse one. this one uh this sport actually has a, a celebrated history yeah i would say of uh, openly wait, gay. i'd almost argue it's it's close to like 50 50 over What's the that? years yeah uh, you know what i'm starting to think that maybe sport isn't the way that i should be breaking down barriers well, well, hey, i mean there's however you feel comfortable I... breaking down barriers no you know what you know what i quit as an athlete now i'm going to be the first gay male hairdresser that's right the first gay male hairdresser i'm gonna go and i'm gonna cut women's hair like all straight men have done historically uh, so that they can touch on women's hair and hit on them not me not me i'm gonna be doing it for the love of hairdressing again i feel like a statistically significant portion what's that of hairdressers did i say hairdresser i meant runway fashion designer I'll be the first gay. I once, uh, don't once again. really think that you got your yeah, head in the game. Right. Well, I'll be one. the first gay shopper at Restoration Hardware. <laughs> no. That's right. First. No. All Listen, right. hey, uh, Noel. You know what? I'll be the first gay person to move to your West Hollywood in Los Angeles. That's that is also not, really not. All right, I'll be not, the first gay. You're getting uh, colder. Be the you're getting yeah, colder. I'll be the first gay music, musical I'll be the musical theater guy. I mean, once you said musical, you were pretty much going to miss. No, I'll be the first gay piano player named Elton John. No. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) All right, I'll be the first gay man to to kiss another man. That's like the the definition of of gay men for the most part. You tell me I'm never going to be Rosa Parks? No, I mean, you could be Rosa Parks in your own way. You can be your own. I feel like Rosa I'm not Parks. the first in anything, and it's not special anymore. Well, I mean, you know, there's something to be said that 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 all oh, so many of these barriers have already been crossed in our society. It's it's yeah. kind of a thrilling time I to be a I just want to be able man. to fight for gay people. You know, you I'd... still can if you were the only Premier League athlete who was gay. That'd be something, right? No, this is what I'm gonna do. You're absolutely right, but you're absolutely right. I'm gonna rejoin my position, and I'm going to be the first closeted gay person in the English Premier League. That's ole, 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 not, not gonna... gay. Not gay, ole. That's uh, right. I'm in the closet. I'm the first one. No, no, no. I feel like we took a step backwards nope, here, the, and we did it for the wrong reasons. Gay people. There's been, there's been uh, at least a couple who, who came nope. out after I'm retirement. I'm Rosa Parks, and they're telling me to no. go to the back of the bus, and I'm answering, I'm not black. <laughs> No, no, Noel. I, d- I no, Noel. No, Noel. 
Yeah. No. I but I think I, th- oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. I, I, I mean, uh, think I think you're getting your step. You took taking a step back here. Yeah. You're getting uh, further and further from where you want to be. You want to be a trailblazer. Uh, yeah, right? you get that. You want to be the first. You want to be special. But I see what you're but not saying. a Portland trailblazer because that would not be done trailblazing. What enough. you're trying to say is that gay people have already infiltrated their way into everything. I don't know if I would use the word infiltrated. I know what I'm going to be the first white person to ever play water polo. That's God. Yeah, how do you, you? You really don't watch a lot of sports, do you? Yeah. No, not really. I've been kind of training to play professional footy for my entire life. Well, well, hey, tell you what, Noel, why don't why don't we let you go here? Sounds like you got some stuff to work out. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, just know that, you know, we're all real proud of you for. Taking yeah. The stuff no, you thank did. you. I'm now going to go cross out all, everything on my list to be in the gayness book of world records. There's a gayness book of world records. Oh, crap. I let the conspiracy <laughs> out. Boy, he took off quick. Verifiable true facts. Like trivia, but not fun. Brought to you by Ritz Crackers Edible. Factually correct. That, <laughs> yeah, that, that is, that I, is I a like verifiable true fact. Yeah, it is. Edible. Yeah. I think I would say I would go as far to say delicious. Ooh, I don't know. Makes a great snack. Put a little would. PB on it. Yeah, a little, a little bland J maybe. for me. They're sort of they're salty and they're buttery, but I feel like I want salty. What do you mean? Buttery. Those are two of the best flavors. It Ooh, is, but yeah. I always like it in tandem with something. Salty and buttery and garlicky. Salty what, and buttery what, and What are you doing? He's got a complex palate. Herby? You know what? You know what? There's a whole new subgenre of triscuits for people like you. Yeah. With weirdo flavors. Brown rice and salsa. Yeah. For Ew. people for people who just don't like butter and salt, which are great. Yeah. No, I like things. butter and salt. I just need something else. The players on undefeated Missouri Valley Conference champion Wichita State all have chips on their shoulders that are so large, Stefania Bell has reported the team will require a visit to Dr. James Andrews. Oh, oh. no. Yeah. That's never a good sign. I don't get it. Bracketologists the world over were baffled by Louisville being a four seed. Almost as baffled as the selection committee was about there being bracketologists the world over. <laughs> California State Polytechnic University, located in San Luis Obispo, is in the tournament for the first time in school history. Whoa. Congratulations. They are not to be confused with California State Polytechnic University satellite campus in Pomona, who played Division Two. Yeah. And Fuck while, Pomona. And while they have won the D2 championship, they ain't ever been to the big dance. Yeah. So suck it, Cal Poly Pomona. <laughs> The Mercer University Bears have more had more fans in their history on Friday during the two hours that they played Duke. However, their record for the largest spontaneous additions to a fan base was broken later that afternoon by the ballooning of Eastern Kentucky's fan base <laughs> as they played Kansas. This time of year, a lot of people are seeing colleges they didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. Well... When the University of Hawaii Warriors made their first appearance in the NCAA tournament in 1972, most Americans were not aware the state of Hawaii existed. Yeah. Wow. You know, now people go, oh, I ain't never heard of Barry College. Yeah. Wait, people then that? were going, University of Hawaii, what, what is that? It's Wait, that's been, been verified? Like, that was a verifiable true fact? These are all verifiable <laughs> okay, true facts. Sure. Yeah. You don't think Jordan just pulls these out of his ass or something. No, I want to make no, sure. No, Jordan does the, the research. I, I, to... I nitty-gritty. Yeah. I spot check sometimes. I want to make sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, yes, there are a lot of colleges participating that you didn't know existed. But guess what? They didn't know you exist, and they've led a very fulfilling life thus far. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That's a good point. 
They all know I exist. The term bracket buster originated in the porn industry and meant something entirely different. Ooh. Showing the shifting American views toward hospice care, 90% of brackets this year have do not resuscitate orders. <laughs> that is up from 65% in 2000. Yeah, I wow. got I remember yeah, yeah, yeah I remember my 2000 Terry Shivo and post Terry Shivo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And her my, bracket. Mine in right, 2004 held on for so long and it was just so tragic and you're watching the final four and just going why? 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 You know just 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 let it go. And so much pain. And yeah. So much pain. The guy who won Warren Buffett's billion dollar bracket is Dan Gilbert, the CEO of Quicken Loans who has already bundled and sold subpar entries as bracket-backed securities. <laughs> yeah, not my America. Verifiable true facts. Verifiable true facts. Like trivia, but not fun. Brought to you by... Ritz Crackers, yellowish. For you, the listeners of Sports 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 Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork for your free audiobook. And now it's time for another Weird Sportsman! Weird Sportsman. Who do we got today? This week's Weird Sportsman, Bill Lee. Oh, Bill Spaceman Lee. Ooh. Not to be confused with Billy, which is just one name. This is two names. Bill Lee. <laughs> no, I got it. I'd never thought of it that way before. Yeah, That's probably why have. he had this, the nickname is because he felt the need to separate it. Yeah, yeah, I had a friend growing up whose name was Rob Burt. Last name Burt, first name Rob. That what were his parents horror. thinking? Robert Burt. That was his name. What uh, What was his middle name? Please tell me it was Rob. Uh, I don't so it was know. Robert Rob How Burt. am I supposed to remember the middle name of somebody who I went to school <laughs> there with? There was a kid growing up, uh, me, went to school. His, name, his, his first name was Chris. His last name was Chris Falusi. So his name was Chris Chris Falusi. Wow. Yeah. Well, we had somebody we went to college with named Chris Sant. Oh, I remember him. First name Chris, last name Sant. I like went to high Chris school. Sant. I went to high school. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, that took me a second. I went to high school with a kid whose name was Thomas Peter Claire Scott Craig. Wow. He had five first names. That's crazy. That's weird because that's my name too. And whenever <laughs> I go out, the people always shout, uh, Thomas Peter uh, Sc- uh, Claire Scott Craig. Billy <laughs> William Francis Lee the third, born December twenty eighth, nineteen forty six, nicknamed Spaceman, is a American former major league baseball pitcher. He played for the Boston Red Sox from nineteen sixty nine to nineteen seventy eight, and the Montreal Expos uh, from nineteen seventy nine to nineteen eighty two. On no comeback, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, on November 7th, 2008, Lee was inducted into the Red Sox Hall of Fame as the team's record holder for the most games pitched by a left-hander. Hmm. I guess they're just letting anybody yeah. in now. Yeah, I guess they just have I a Hall of Fame for everything. I guess they have not had a lot of dominant left-handed pitchers. Everyone gets a trophy. <laughs> uh, he was also the third highest win total at 94 by a Red Sox southpaw. 
<laughs> most most games started third highest wins yeah. for a lefty. Yeah. On August twenty third, two thousand twelve, Lee signed a contract to play with the San Rafael Pacifics of the Independent North American League at age sixty five. Wozers. Yeah, so he's still strong. In addition to his baseball experience, Lee is known for his counterculture behavior, his antics both on and off the field, and his use of the Leafus pitch, a personalized variation of the Ephus pitch. Love the Ephus pitch. What is the Ephus pitch? They they throw this ball. It goes like really high, and it arcs, and it goes really slow, uh, and people can't hit it because they're like they're just accustomed to seeing everything pitch really fast, and it comes in like so slow that you're just like, wait, what? It's like a, it's like a like a lob, like a slow oh. pitch softball pitch. Almost like a Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Oh, that must be tough to keep it in the air. Kind of. Yeah. It's 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 tricky. I once saw uh, I once saw Orlando Hernandez throw two of them to uh, Alex Rodriguez in the same at bat, and guess what? The second one got cream. <laughs> I would think that a would pitch be the you danger. can only really pull out every once in a while. Yeah, that would be yeah. the danger is that you're also throwing them a very slow if ball. If they know it's coming, it's going for a home run so what, what makes this guy a weird sportsman Phil? because lee has co-written four books yeah uh, so is jim bouton ken dryden his books are called the wrong stuff have glove will travel the little red Sox book a revisionist red Sox history and baseball eccentrics the most entertaining outrageous and unforgettable characters in the game wasn't that five books probably featured no uh the wrong stuff have glove will travel is all all right okay uh, in 2006, the acclaimed documentary film by Brett Rapkin, Spaceman, A Baseball Odyssey, featured Lee. <laughs> did Probably it. about him. <laughs> so tell me some weird stuff, Phil. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Biography, Major League Career, Later Red Sox Career, Montreal Expos, Reputation and Controversy. Lee's personality earned him popularity as well as the nickname Spaceman, a nickname given to him by former Red Sox infielder John Kennedy. Uh, his outspoken manner and unfiltered comments were frequently recorded in the press. Oh, Lee spoke in defense of Maoist China, population control, Greenpeace, and school busing in Boston, amongst other things. Oh, again, and- still not that weird. I mean, expressing your opinions, well, not. Pro-Maoist China could certainly be used in, in the 60s. Yeah, but come on. Give, give me some real weird stuff. Give me something meaty. All right. Meaty. Here's something meaty. Uh, speaking of meat, he berated an umpire for a controversial call in the 1975 World Series, threatening to bite off his ear. That's he weird. He then later commented, I would have Van Gogh'd him. <laughs> Which is the, a phrase we should all really be using more. Better watch your back or I'm going to Van Gogh you. Oh, I, not me. I like my ears. Your yeah, ear's going to be Van Gogh. Yep. Nope. And I'm going to go <laughs> at it like a Van Goat. He, he, <laughs> Van no. Goat? No, Joel, no. Goats eat lots of random <laughs> Oh, Joel. <laughs> and encouraging the American people to write letters demanding the game be replayed. Wow. Yep. <laughs> it didn't end up happening. Didn't no. What, what you don't say? Battle. They didn't replay a game in the 75 World Series? Yeah. Go figure. He claimed his marijuana use made him impervious to bus fumes while jogging to work at Fenway Park. So he was open about his marijuana use yeah. while pitching in baseball. Well, and also which, he thought it gave him superpowers. <laughs> which I because I the smoked the marijuana, part. I'm not getting particulate matter from diesel fuels. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. His propensity to criticize management led uh, to his being dropped from both the Red Sox and the Expos. 
uh, and the end of his professional career in 1982. So yeah, that's the year I was born. Yes, me too. We're <laughs> oh, both yeah, old right. people. I'm older than Phil. Yes, he is. Uh, in 1988, uh, he and his second wife, Pamela, announced plans to move to Burlington, Vermont. In 1987, he had announced plans to run for president of the United States for the Rhinoceros Party, which necessitated the move. He moved so he could yeah. do this. He was putting his money where his mouth is. Well, you know, you... You are going to dominate that rhinoceros vote. Yeah, I can't imagine that the rhinoceros party has a lot of competition. Probably also what they don't have is a lot of people actually elected. <laughs> rhinoceros party. No, let's go. Let's see. Of the 40, 43 people who have been president, how how many have been from the rhinoceros party? God, one at the most. Yeah. At yeah. the most. <laughs> at the most. And that's why that brings an end to another Weird Sportsman Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the close of a sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, Phil would like to give you our contact information. You can email us at sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. That's sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at sports, the number three podcast. That's at sports, the number three podcast. You can find us on Facebook by searching sports, sports, sports podcast. You'll top our thingy. You can find us on Stitcher Radio. Download the Stitcher app today at stitcher.com. Search sports, sports, sports podcast. You can find us on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash comedy pod net. That's youtube.com slash comedy pod net while you're there. Please subscribe. You can find uh, us on iTunes by searching sports, the number three space podcast That's sports, the number three, all one word space podcast, or for all of our back episodes, go to comedy podcast network.com. Guys, I had, I had Noel come back in for just a second. Uh, I did think of one thing that he could be the first openly gay person to do. What would that be? Our signature sign off. Noel lights off. have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.